0: Hey, hey, hey! What's up? What's up? What's up? It's your girl Leah M. Forty back with another episode of Hey Queen Thrive Season Three, y'all. Listen, it is still the month of August. It is still Black Business Month, and so let me tell you, I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, damn, what is it that I want to talk to the people about <laughs> for this episode, right? And I had y'all, I had so many different ideas of what I wanted to talk about, and then I started thinking about, oh, well, Leah, you should probably talk to them a little bit about your journey as a black business owner and your journey to becoming a black business owner. And so I really want to talk to you guys about things that I wish I knew before I actually started my business. And let me tell you, I, I tried not to overwhelm y'all. So I got like 15 things that I really wish I knew <laughs> that I really wish I knew. I was like, damn, don't overwhelm the people because then they're going to be like, oh my God, I'm never going to start a business ever again in life. But um nah nah, I I think these are, I think what I'm going to share with you guys on this episode are going to be really helpful and really beneficial to your journey. Right. And, and, and again, I'm one of those, I'm one of those people that if I can help you to avoid the mistakes that I've made, then I'm doing the right thing. Right. So that's what we're going to talk about. Things that I really wish I knew before I became a black business owner. All right, let's get into it. Number one, um, one of the things that I really wish that I knew before I became a CEO is what did I really want to do? And the reason why I say that is because, so if you've been following me for a long time, you know, that the very first, uh, what's the word I want to look for the very first thing I established as a CEO or even be, or as an entrepreneur was I was an author, right? So most people know me as an author. And I enjoyed being an author where the problem with being an author, or I don't even wanna say the problem, what I was missing (laughs) in my journey as an author was that I didn't fully understand that once you write and publish that book, you're technically in business, right? Like the IRS is alerted, Uncle Sam is well aware that, hey, you have created some type of intellectual property where you're making money from it. (laughs) Hello. Okay. And so I really wish that when I started my journey, that someone said to me, Hey, Leah, <laughs> girl, you in business now. So let me teach you business. Right. Cause nobody taught me the fundamentals. Like when I was really starting out, it was, Oh, you got a book, sell it. And it's funny because I was actually having this conversation with my um business coach, shout out to her. And, um, <laughs> we were talking about, because we both have been in the entrepreneurial space for about the, around the same amount of time. And we both were sharing with someone who is doing it the right way, um, where we were like, yo, nobody told us that we had to lay the foundation. Like nobody said, you know, these are some of the things you need to do first. Like it literally was like, oh, you got this product, you need to sell it. (laughs) So there's a lot of things that we're doing now, six years later, that if we would have done it, six years ago right we would be in a completely different place in space so that's definitely the first thing i really wish i understood or knew what did i really want to do now that i had the product what was i really creating the second thing that i would say is (laughs) y'all the time and energy it takes to run a business listen uh, (laughs) yes i'm being dramatic when i tell you It takes a lot of time and energy to not only start it, but to run it. Especially when you are a solopreneur. Like when you ain't got the kind of money out the gate to like hire. Yeah. It takes a lot of time and energy, man. Like a lot of time and energy. And I really wish I understood that because I think that I may have delayed my start just a little bit because i don't think that i was fully aware or fully capable of the time and energy that i've put into establishing my brand and re-establishing my brand and all of that like matter of fact i didn't even start (laughs) establishing a brand until five years into being an entrepreneur because again that wasn't the message it wasn't oh you need to create a brand you need to get brand colors you need to get a brand identity like that wasn't the message the message was oh sell that shit <laughs> like, so i really wish that i understood from day one that this thing called being a business owner was going to require a lot of time and energy and effort to not only start it but to keep it going okay which leads me to number three i really wish i understood the importance of using your job as a funding source because what I had saw early on as an entrepreneur was people like, yeah, I quit my nine to five. I'm a full-time entrepreneur, yada, yada, yada. I'm making six figures. But what most people weren't telling you was that their nine to five was their funding source. <laughs> like like their job was helping them fund the business until it grew to six figures. Like that is the thing that I really wish I understood early on because it's easy to see that shit on social media and be like, "Oh damn, I could just quit my job and I could make six figures." But what they're not telling you is that they were using their job <laughs> as a funding source. So, they were getting paid from their 9 to 5, right? But they were taking some of that money after they didn't took care of They're, you know, taking care of their home and their business. I mean, their home and their expenses and then taking whatever was left over and using it to buy the books or using it to buy the product or using it to create whatever they were creating. And so I really wish I knew the power of that early on and how I should have been using my job to help me really fully fund my business, which leads me to number four. (laughs) I really wish I knew the importance of asking for help early on. Man, listen, 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 Linda, listen. I truly believe that if I would have hired a coach early on in my entrepreneur career or my entrepreneur journey, that I would have avoided so many damn mistakes and pitfalls. Like, I would have avoided being scammed because, yes, your girl got scammed. (laughs) Right, Scam, scammed. I would have avoided, you know, uh, wasting money, buying shit that I really didn't need. Like, I really wish I had a coach early on. Like, no bullshit. I said to my coach coming into 2023, I was like, you know what? I think 2023 is the year that I let go of my website because we were talking about decluttering and and letting go of things and and people and things in places that no longer serve us. And she was like, you know, it's so funny. I'm thinking the same thing. And I said, yeah, because one, I don't even drive traffic to my website. That's one. But then also two, because really I got my website because the people, we're telling me I needed a website and by people meaning the people that I was following early on in my entrepreneurial journey. Oh, you need a website. You need this. And the truth of the matter is there's a lot of successful six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 figure business owners that don't have websites. <laughs> they have landing pages, y'all. <laughs> like, And it's a lot of these, uh, CRM's these customer relationship, uh, managers now. Where you can create whole websites hell you can create a whole website on canva now and you don't actually have to have a legitimate website like wix or squarespace so yeah i think that if i would have asked for help early on i would have been much further along in my entrepreneur journey than i am today i mean i truly feel feel like i'm right where i'm supposed to be but (laughs) that is the thing that i feel like if i would have done it differently yeah, it it would it would have changed, which leads me to number five, and y'all gonna probably be mad when y'all hear me say this, but oh well. Um, <laughs> I really wish I understood the importance of investing in myself early on. Listen, <sighs> let me figure out how I want to say this, cause y'all, I promise you, I hear y'all already. Like Leah, don't be coming for me, now. and don't y'all better not getting my DM off of this shit right here. I'm telling you free is only going to get you, but so far, like, I really want you to stop trying to ride off of free shit. Cause here's the thing that I have learned about free as a CEO is that free does not require me to stretch my fucking faith. (laughs) Like if you really sit and be honest with yourself, many of you have gotten free stuff that you didn't even complete. And by many of you, I'm raising my hand, too, because I can't even tell you how many courses that I didn't, I didn't I got, workshops I didn't went to, masterclasses I didn't went to, webinars I didn't went to, downloadables that I've gotten that literally I've done nothing with. And you know how I know? Because back when I was cleaning out all of my shit back in 2022 to get ready for my new, literally, I was going through my, my Google Drive. And my dropbox and i was like "Shit! when did i get that downloadable when did i get that master class when did i get <laughs> because i was just getting free stuff and doing nothing with it there is a level of accountability that comes with investing in yourself that you will not get when you only want to ride off of the free i'm telling you what i know there is a level of accountability that comes with investing in yourself that you cannot get when you ride off of the free. And for those of you who might be like, oh, you know, people be in it for the money. Da da, da. First of all, scare money don't make none. <laughs> That's just it. Yes, as a business owner, you're going to have to invest. But really what you are running away from is the accountability piece. It's not that you won't, you won't invest. It's not that you don't believe that you are, you have access to somebody that can assist you or help you get to your next level. What you're running away from is the accountability because when you are spending that level of money, right? I tell people all the time, just like I tell my current, my, my clients, my coach costs me $7,000 for the year. (laughs) That's $700 a month. Hello. Right. Right. But there's a level of accountability because I can't invest $7,000 for the year and then sit on my ass and not do shit. That ain't going to happen because my coach is going to turn around and then be like, so you said this was the goal, <laughs> um, but yet I see you doing this. Like, they're, perfect example of accountability. So I did... Um, the nasdaq was doing a 12-week training or 12-week cohort for women entrepreneurs i got accepted and out for 12 weeks once a week i was with a group of women in a cohort learning about business right and i remember when i posted that i had gotten um accepted and immediately my coach dm me and asked me how does me being in this program Help me with my goals. Accountability, y'all. Because what she didn't want was she did not want to see me jumping on a bandwagon, right? Because at that time, a lot of people were posting that they were a part of this program. And she was like, I just want to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. And for me, it was about having access to resources and access to connections, right? So when I shared that with her, she was like, Oh, okay, cool. I, I get why you did it then. But she holding me accountable was like, hey, let's make sure that this program that you're going to commit to for 12 weeks is actually going to get you closer to making that $50,000 that you said you want to make. So when people don't want to invest in themselves, (laughs) it's really because you don't want to be held accountable. Because there's a level of accountability that comes with paying for shit that doesn't come when when you have to do it for free right the other part to that is uh, investing in yourself requires you to stretch your faith because and i'll always say to my clients i cannot ever expect anybody to invest in me and pay me to to teach them to coach them and i'm not and i'm not paying someone to do the same thing right so if we take it from a biblical standpoint a seed reproduces after its own kind (laughs) so because i sow a seed of investing guess what I get back in return? People that invest in me. So as as long as you keep sowing a seed of free, (laughs) guess what you're gonna attract? People that only want free shit out of you. Just saying. All right, which leads me to number six y'all. Charging for my brilliance, charging for my intellectual property. That is what I really wish I knew and understood starting out in business. Because again, because I'm naturally a giver, I used to do a whole lot of coaching in DMs. (laughs) You ask me a question, I'm giving you an answer, right? And for a long time, I didn't think nothing of it. I was just like, shit, you ask me a question, I'm gonna give you an answer. But the truth of the matter is that causes more harm than it does good. And the reason why is because the same people that are coming to you for it for free are the same people that will then turn around and pay somebody else to teach them the exact thing that they're coming to you for. So you're missing an opportunity. To make money because you would rather give it to them for free. So I really wish I understood that starting out because I was the queen of giving it to them for free. Now, the only free you get is you could join my email list or, or come into my Facebook community. That's like the only two things, <laughs> the only your only two options, uh when working with me. Other than that. I don't really do nothing for free so when you get to asking me questions i'm like yeah that sounds like a consultation you should book a call on my calendar pay this consultation fee and let's have a conversation but yeah no <laughs> nope so definitely definitely i wish i understood the importance of charging for your brilliance and your intellectual partner property early on which leads to number seven establishing boundaries Woo! <laughs> and let me just say this, not just establishing boundaries for your clients, but establishing boundaries with your family and your friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because one thing that I always say is people will waste your time if you let them. <laughs> so I had to learn that I had to establish boundaries with my clients, right? So my clients know you don't get full access to me depending on let me take change that depending on where you are in my program right so if you're if you are in say for instance my monthly membership that's a whole (laughs) self-paced membership so i'm not i'm not uh what's the word i'm looking for the only real access you get to me in my monthly membership because it's self-paced is you can get an, you can reach me via email and um I'll respond in 24 to 48 hours. Now, if you are in my, and the same goes for my, my do-it-yourself course. Now, if you go up the ladder in the program and you're in my, you know, accelerator or even my support pod, that's two high ticket offers. So with the the more, the higher you go up, the more access you get. They, But still with that access, my clients that are in those programs have, um, client hours they know that only on specific days and times do you get to message me or hit me via voxer and ask me as many questions as you want to ask me like they're clear about that right so establishing those boundaries from day one is something that I really wish that I understood and then when it comes to family and friends is um Not coaching my family and friends, not giving discounts. Like, I was the queen of being like, oh, that's my friend. So instead of charging you, you know, $200 an hour, I'm going to charge you $50 an hour. Fuck out of (laughs) here. Like, my price is my price. You know what I'm saying? So I really wish I understood that. Because again, when you do that, when you don't establish those boundaries from day one, you put yourself at a deficit because people are going to know oh, you're the type of person that's just going to give it away. And then they're going to turn around and pay someone else. I've watched it happen so many times. There were people that I had been connected to that would come to me asking me advice about how to write a book, or even when I got into the podcast space, how to start the podcast, or even when I wrote did my first course, how to do my course or whatever. And guess what they then turned around and did? They came to me, got the free information, and then went and paid somebody else $1,500, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, or dollars for that course to, to teach them the same shit that they could that I could have taught them. So establish those boundaries, y'all. <laughs> Make sure y'all are establishing those boundaries. Which leads me to number eight. Ooh we ooh we this is a good one and I don't think y'all ready for this one. Is um dealing with my trauma. Oh let me tell you something. business will expose where you are still healing from. And this is the reason why I say your life is your business. There is no separating of the two. And there is no separating of the two because your life is your business. Like, I wish I understood that the reason why I struggled with doing sales calls. The reason why I struggled with showing up and getting in front of my audience was a, was literally connected to the rejection and the abandonment issues that I had as a young child whose mother and father didn't want her. And so they left her to be raised by her maternal grandmother. Like I really wish I understood that correlation early on. I do, I really do. Because I think that it would have helped me To begin to deal with my trauma early on before i became a business owner so yeah you're gonna have to do some inner work y'all number nine truly understand the importance of getting clear man listen clarity is everything as a business owner everything and it's continuous (laughs) so you don't just get clear one time and be like all right i'm done Nah, it's continuous like you should be getting clear all the time like all the time like spending time getting real clear right the other piece to that is number 10 really understanding that as you evolve so does your business like you your business never stays the same because you're never the same so as you grow as you evolve your business is going to do the same thing so you got to be willing to shift you got to be willing to pivot you got to willing to be willing to evolve with your business right and not against your business number 11 definitely establishing a firm foundation y'all again when i started out six years ago the conversation was you got this product you got the service sell it it wasn't talking to us about the importance of establishing a firm foundation getting clear doing that core work coming up with a strategy shifting your mindset like that was not the conversation (laughs) it's the conversation now but that wasn't the conversation back then Right. So you need to establish a very firm foundation and be patient with the process. Number 12, personal development is a must. It is absolutely a must. You cannot be a business owner and not spend time developing yourself personally. Wherever you are weak, you need to be working on enhancing it or getting to the point where you can hire someone to take on that task and you focusing on your strengths. But you have to do personal development. Number 13, (laughs) health is wealth. You have to be physically healthy to run a business. I don't even care if it's an online business. You have to be physically healthy. Now, notice I said you didn't have to lose weight. You just have to be physically healthy. So, making sure that you're eating right, making sure that you're exercising, making sure that you're drinking a lot of water, making sure that you're paying attention to what you put in your body like, all of those things matter. As a business owner. Like, for real, for real, y'all. Number 14. <laughs> Self-care is a must. Yeah. Like, I have scheduled do-nothing days in my business. Where I literally don't do shit. <laughs> like, literally. Like, my man will be like, hey, what'd you, get, what'd you do today? Not a damn thing. Um, <laughs> Because you need that time. You need that rest. You need that that refocus, you need that time to replenish. And let me tell you, do nothing days are actually so amazing for me because I feel like those are the moments when I'm really that quiet, the Holy Spirit gets to start dropping seeds and begin to reveal things to me. And then I'm like, ooh, that's why I always keep a book. I always tell people, keep a notebook and a pen everywhere in your house because you never know when God begins to reveal stuff. But when I am that settled, when I am that still, uh, the things that he begins to reveal... As a, as a result of me just doing nothing. And then the last one that I really wish I knew. <laughs> before I started a business. Is. You got to believe in yourself. And you got to have faith and trust in God. Like. Business is going to truly. And I do mean truly. It is going to truly test everything that you thought you knew. About life. About business, about relationships. And one of the things that I sit here and I tell my clients is go ahead and throw away everything you ever thought you knew <laughs> about life, about business, about relationships, and be open to learning it differently. Be open to seeing it differently. Be open for God to show you something differently. Listen, in the, in the, Third year, no, my fifth year as an entrepreneur is really where I understood this, found this, this principle. And it happened when God literally instructed me to do a 21 day fast with 21 women about business. And I literally thought in that 21 days about business, that God was instructing me to do it because he was getting ready to take my business to a next level. And he did. But really what he was instructing me to do it for was because it was going to require me to go to another level of faith in him, another level of trust in him and another level of trust in myself to really walk into everything that he really wanted to do in my business. Like I tell people I have been going through 2023 was a year of shedding for me because God was like, listen, I am getting ready to establish you in a way that you need to become a version of yourself that you have never seen before. So I was getting ready to set the precedent of something that I had never done. It had never been done in my bloodline, never before seen. And in order for that to happen, it required a different level of faith and it required a different level of believing in myself, like for real, for real. (laughs) So Those are the 15 things, and trust me, I probably had a whole lot more, but those are the 15 things that I really, really wish I knew before I started my business. And so listen, let me end this episode. There won't be no Thriving Nuggets, but let me end this episode encouraging your heart real quick. Wherever you are in your journey as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, understand that you are right where you need to be. Understand that you are, You don't need to go any faster. You don't need to slow down. You don't even need to change anything that you're doing. You are right where you need to be. Business comes with ebbs and flows. So be okay when God is leading you to shift. Be okay when God is saying it's time to pivot. Be okay when God is saying now is the time to revamp. Like be okay with it. And know that he's doing it because, again, where he's taking you, those things about you, those old thought processes, those old ways of handling life, the old way of doing business has to go. So if you find yourself in a season right now where God is shedding you, yo, you are in the right place at the right time. Take it from someone where 2023 has been that year, where God has been like, it is time to let go of the weight. Leah used to do things. And it's time to let go of that self-reliance. And it's time for you to fully rely on me to give you everything you need to be successful. Because here's the thing, y'all, and I'm going to conclude, it's already in you. it is already in you that's why i tell people i don't call myself a coach i call myself an activator and a cultivator why because i'm already activating what's on the inside of you i'm already stirring up and cultivating the ground that's already on the inside of you i i I don't have to give you anything because you already have it you just need someone to come into your life to activate it and cultivate it and so if i am that person for you get in touch with me let me help you Stir up the gift that's on the inside of you and really walk into what God is calling you to do. Like, for real, for real. I mean this with all sincerity because I promise you, when you step fully into what he's calling you to do and who he's calling you to be, your life is going to change. So listen, y'all, I love each and every one of you. This concludes another episode of Hey Queen Thrive, season three. Tune in again next week for another Power Pack episode with another Power Pack guest. I'll talk with you guys soon peace. Hey, 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 what's up, y'all? It's your girl Leah M. Forney. Listen, calling all boss women entrepreneurs. Listen, if you're tuning in right now, I need you to stop what you're doing and pay attention because let me tell you something. Your girl is here with a personal invitation for you to come join her over at Pitch Like a Boss. Listen, Pitch Like a Boss is the ultimate ultimate online community just for women entrepreneurs like you and what do i mean by like you if you desire to attract more media attention if you desire to increase your profits and if you desire to build your authority in your industry then you need to come kick it with us over at pitch like a boss that's right you can find us right on facebook okay so let me tell you real quick here's five reasons why you need to come kick it with us One, you're gonna gain access to industry leading experts such as myself. Two, you get to connect with other like-minded women that are on the same journey as you. Three, tons of resources are already in the community. I mean, we got tips, we got tricks, we got templates, we got guides or it's continuous learning cuz every week every wednesday you can catch me live doing our boss sessions where i am teaching you everything i know about attracting more media attention increasing those profits and building your authority in your com- in your industry and then the last reason why you need to come join is support Stop doing business alone. So listen, I need you to click the link in the show notes of this episode and go ahead and come kick it with your girl and our sisterhood over at Pitch Like a Boss on the Facebook platform. Talk to you soon. Bye.